Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is October 6th, 2021. Jimmy Van out again, three straight weeks. He never comes to work. Is that a surprise? Probably not, but we got somebody better anyway. We got one of the three hosts of Grapsity, which is now seen every Saturday on Fightful.com at noon. You all had a fantastic first showing. Uh, beat distraction in the ratings, which made me happy. Very, very happy. We got William Washington. How you doing? I am doing great. How are you, Sean? I'm doing good. I, I mentioned I've got your name crudely pasted over Jimmy's over there. Um, like that's that's the rib. Like I don't make a new frame. We just crude. Like we want to show Jimmy he's very easily replaceable. What? Uh, hold on. I'm trying to see what it says at the bottom there. Uh, Grapsity on Fightful, Noon uh, Eastern Noon Eastern Saturdays. Saturdays. Okay, Come on. Yeah, what? Yeah. Don't bury it. Don't bury <laughs> it. Yeah, it is. You're right. Noon e- hold on. I, I get it a promo mode. Yes, Grapsity. It's every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. You can also follow Grapsity Pod. Uh, I'm William RBR on Twitter. You can also follow Phil DL616. And then there's also Righteous Reg, uh, the three of us. We just decided to come together and do something new. And luckily, Sean over here uh, gave us the space to do so. And Jimmy. Uh, but uh, you were the one I had the conversation with. So you get Well, the it had a great, great first episode. A lot of positive feedback. Noon Eastern every Saturday. Of course, it's on podcast platforms everywhere. But if you're here right now, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Do us a favor. Share the show spread it out there on social media. We got started a little bit early today because uh, I mean, lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff going on. So we decided to go ahead and get it started, but donate a super chat. You'll get your question or statement read on the air. We want to thank our sponsor, destiny FOMO with Jimmy being off the show. She's going to get like a full month of extra reads, but destiny FOMO, who I had the, the great pleasure of meeting in New York city, uh, we hung out. She bought me pizza. She was she was an honest to god sponsor there. I said I felt like the Bucks with Masa. Like I was like she was buying me food, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? What's going on here? 
But uh, twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO, if you like wrestling, if you like gaming, wonderful person. We're happy to have her on. Uh, we'll repeat that at the end of the show. But yeah, you can you can see her Twitter handle uh, right right above William's head there. But right there. let's let's talk about what everybody came here to see. Tony D'Angelo debuted last night. He did. Boy. Um, so I tweeted this is going to happen, and it did happen. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, he's sarcastically over with the crowd. Yeah. Um, Very and, and more so Because like, there's a lot of those new NXT acts that a lot of people were afraid that, you know, you're dealing with a lot of, because uh, I feel it's more a mix. I think people were expecting like the whole full sale crowd to be back with NXT 2.0, but it doesn't really feel like it so much. Um, and I think that was apparent like the first time Imperium came out and like no one was singing along. But yes. uh, but just thinking about uh, how this act was going to be received, I I guess I wasn't surprised, but at the same time, it's it's fun um hannah and... calls in the goat of wrestling tony's <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i mean i don't know shivani's up there but that's fine that's fine could you imagine if the fbi or debaldi's from De- from ecw were like a thing here debaldi's would be <laughs> super over sarcastically <laughs> in in nxt they really would be and you know what if people like him for whatever reason more power to him but like he he tried to bribe the ref, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, that was like, that was great stuff. There are little elements to this that I'm like, okay, this is widely wildly stereotypical and very stupid. But like he he's really leaning into it. He's doing everything that he can. He's like, you gave me this stupid gimmick. I'm gonna make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think because it was reminding me of uh, geez, did you watch? I feel like one of like three people who watched it three years ago, but I did review it back on RBR. But uh, did you watch Ring Warriors when it aired? I did. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the, the little pizza spot they did um, each week? I, oh, I vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. It, it was reminding me of that a lot. And uh, but again, that's one of those things that nobody watched. And it's like I maybe like on occasion drop references to Ring Warriors and everybody's like, what? And I'm like, sorry, it aired at 2 a.m. on WGN and three people I watched remember it. when they went to Joe's Pizza one time because that's mm-hmm. where I had heard of Joe's Pizza. Yeah. The the, the Slambinos or whatever. Yeah, the Slambinos. Yeah, yeah, that Slambinos, was it. Yeah. Yes, the Slambinos. Thank you. I could not remember the name. The Slambinos uh, was oh, what it was boy. reminding me of. Uh- <laughs> that was so ridiculous, too. Yeah. It, it, but um, that's where I knew the name Joe's Pizza when Demon Diva took me there. That's That's mm-hmm. how I knew about it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was because of the Slambinos, of all things. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, we have some super chats. Uh, Anakin JMT says, The bump being incredibly tone deaf with Sonya infuriates me. Whoever asked that question should be fired. Uh, the Well, I, l- let's address this point by point. Ryan Popola, <clears throat> they ha- he asked Sonya a question about the Edge, Seth Rollins, home invasion. I think it was an absent-minded thing on the bump. I don't think he said... Oh, as a person who has had a home invasion and almost, you know, had all this happen, uh, I don't think that was the element. I don't think somebody should be fired over something like absent minded like that. That was and even so, an apology is just fine. Even if it wasn't absent minded, it's like, all right, 
but I think it was I think it was just a goof. Have you seen this yet? So no, I haven't seen this. So um, uh, just you bringing it up, my initial thought was ooh. But then yeah. you know, it's one of those things where. Um, he, he asked I, her sorry to interrupt he asked yeah. her as a position of authority as a person in a position of authority and i asked the same thing to gail kim about diana and mickey yesterday so i mean it's it's a common question there um but i mean he should definitely apologize sorry to interrupt but i wanted to add some context yeah no i mean because it's one of the I'm, I'm in a big intent kind of guy and so like i'm never the type of person to to necessarily go after somebody without at least trying to recognize their intent and so uh, I haven't seen it. Did she respond in a way that was like, uh, hey, or did she just kind of kind roll with of. it? She like vaguely referenced the fact that, I mean, she she addressed the elephant in the room without explicitly saying it. But I mean, she let it be known. I mean, you know how I feel. Now, people are saying that they brought it up twice. I have not seen the second time, but um it's it seems like it was just an absent-minded thing just and i'm sorry it was absent-minded is fine enough for me i don't want anybody fired over over stuff like that i don't think any malicious intent was there yeah and i'm the same way um now granted i haven't seen it uh so i'm only just speaking off of your description of it but even still if if i were describing wwe events of the week and i had a wwe personality there and i'm not necessarily even thinking in the mode of um things that have happened outside of the scope of WWE. Like, you know, if, if you're hosting a, in in an environment where you're talking about the things that happen within WWE with a WWE on-screen personality, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even think to to bring any other elements out, uh, into it. So I don't know, but I'd have to see it to, to know for sure. But even still, I, sounds absent-minded and yeah. uh, I don't, was there an apology? I guess that was. I don't know. I guess I'm sure we'll see one. Right. Dante says, no Jimmy today. He's the Joker confirmed. Uh, he is a Joker. That's for damn sure. Uh, that That is absolutely true. Uh, Joseph Christ says, I need D'Angelo Grimes feud. Old money versus new money. <laughs> Can't wait for the next edition of Grapsity this Saturday. I would yeah. love that to be the complete basis of the feud. Old money versus new money. That's, that's what we're here for. I, I mean, these people that have money, I want to see them using it within the context of the show for yes. sure. Was it, absolutely. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Hey guys, how do you get the Raw Championship off Charlotte so they have they don't have to swap the titles at Crown Jewel? Does Alexa return? Well, I mean, the way that you've always got it off Charlotte, you just beat her in a match because she's <laughs> lost like 13 of them. I don't right. think it's that hard. There's a few ways to do it. Um, so the it's still open out there, of course, that um the SmackDown Women's title, for example, is still uh, being defended at Crown Jewel with in a match that features two Raw stars and one SmackDown. So you do have the possibility of the match ending with Sasha winning. And so at that point, that belt returns to uh, SmackDown. We don't know what Charlotte's doing at Crown Jewel. I assume something. Um, and if that, Or even before or after, uh, at which point, uh, if she's defending against somebody from Raw... Uh, you could have her drop that title. Although, as I said that, and I'm thinking about the roster, who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I really don't want to see them do the belt swap. I think that was 
honestly one of the most insulting things they did last year mainly because the street profits up to that point like i guess these reigns charlotte and becky's reigns have only been going since SummerSlam, so not as huge of a deal but last year they did the swap with the new day and the street profits the street profits at that point having been like one of the longest reigning raw tag champions in years and their reign officially ended via handing the belts to the new day and that drove me nuts uh i personally would not want to see uh another reign in that way uh so i'd rather some type of actual title swap or better yet somebody brought up on twitter and i actually kind of agree with it i hate the naming convention of the belts as they exist but i do think that uh for the sake of making swaps like this not so weird naming the raw women's title and the smackdown women's title something a little more like uh the women's universal yeah title, well, yeah women's universal or world or something along those lines giving it the ability to be swapped without uh the, the WWE title and the World Heavyweight title. They did it for right. years. They, they it, did that all the time. Fine. Yeah, and uh, same with Intercontinental and US have swapped. Uh, and honestly, uh, some people may forget, uh, if you haven't been watching a long time, um, did you know, historically, that the Raw Tag Team Championships used to belong to SmackDown? Yes. So, like, you could also just swap the names of the belts. Uh, and then at that point... Um, the lineage continues. You're not breaking up a reign via some stupid shenanigans. They and abuse their lineage. Like yeah. the the tag titles that we saw demolition and the road they warriors draft them. They don't exist. I know. It's so weird. These it's belts right so here. Weird. It's so funny because I always have a belt in like arm's reach. My favorites yes. of all time were those. <laughs> oh my god, they just abused that just, lineage. Absolutely, dude. I don't understand, but. But the U.S. title has the same lineage. Come mm-hmm. on, come on, man. The U.S. title dates back to uh, dates back to WCW. But on the other hand, the cruiserweight title got broken up uh, for no real reason. So now you have to when you look up WWE cruiserweight title, it brings up. Do you mean the one that ended in yep. 2007 or the one that began in 2016? Because you can't uh, just adopt. It's yeah. so weird. It's weird. so weird. Uh, we reminder, guys. Donate a super check, get your question or statement read on the air. It's that little dollar sign down at the bottom, and it greatly supports us, as does our friend Destiny FOMO. Follow her, twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. We have some more NXT talk. I mean, that, that seems to be a hot topic uh, every every Wednesday, but Joel Wood says Johnny Gargano removed NXT references from his Twitter bio. He still has WWE Superstars bio link, but do you have any word on his future? No, I I haven't heard of any extended talks thus far. It seems like he has leaned into the my contracts coming up news. Now now that it's out there, it really seems like he has. Like posting what title is next and it's yeah. a picture of all of his titles to which I of course replied the Impact Digital Media Championship. <laughs> what else could you possibly want in your career? How are you feeling about Johnny Gargano right now? I think that a month ago people would have felt a lot different than they do now with NXT 2.0 and the nature of this program changing. Uh, I think, and this may be, uh, I know some people don't like this statement, but NXT in its previous incarnation is starting to feel more like developmental for AEW. And 
in that sense, like when you think about how the 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 most prolific champion that NXT had in their those first two years, Adam Cole is now uh, in those first two years on USA is what I meant to say. Yeah, um, is now in AEW, and there's there's a lot of acts all of a sudden that are over there. Like in in the sense of you know some people were like you know I kind of like Ever Rise, and all of a sudden now that's a regular act you see on AEW television is 2.0, and You're so not like. Wrong. And so thinking about somebody like Johnny Gargano and how, uh, you know, AEW. So NXT for the longest time had that reputation of being kind of the super indie. Um, And with WWE essentially trying to abandon that style, you can see NXT 2.0 is very much not that anymore. Um, And with it backing off of that style, whereas AEW has very much embraced that style, somebody like Johnny Gargano, yeah, it actually does seem like if I were him, that's the direction I'd be looking of, uh, of the place that's going to be the next logical step for my career and for what I believe I bring to the table. So yeah, there's I I really agree with what you're saying there. Like this feels this feels much more like WWE developmental than it did a few months ago, and and I I do agree with that. I mean, and quite frankly. AEW used their developmental talents from WWE better than WWE would have. Look at look at 2.0. I mean, my God, they've become a very useful, entertaining act there. Uh, keep those super chats rolling in, guys. Like this praise for Grapsity, J.K. Schwal puts it over. And Kurt Benoit says, loved your first show. Was high as a kite, so the two hours felt like eight. <laughs> now I feel like we've been through things together. Did you find your dogs? I did find my dogs. Uh, for people who are looking for an update on the dogs, uh, they were just like in a neighbor's yard, just like tearing through oh, their stuff. Man. Uh, but yes, did recover the dogs. Uh, I, I ended up spending that Saturday afternoon uh, reinforcing my fence. But yeah, dogs made their way back. We've got Van Twinblade saying, check out this month's Glory Pro. You'll see Jake something destroy my sign for Suzuki. He's a jerk. He's a big son of a bitch is Jake something. I have a I have a bounty out on any Impact wrestler that can successfully hit him with a pounce. $50. It's been out there. Nobody's taken me up on it yet. <laughs> I know y'all aren't getting paid that much in Impact. 50 bucks, 50 bucks. And all you got to do is risk your life and career. That's it. That's it. Uh, I'll up it. 500 if it actually is Monty Brown. Okay. You know, if it's actually Monty <laughs> Brown, I'll throw in another 500. <laughs> but we got to we gotta get the footage. Fightful's got to get yes. the footage because I know we'll make our money back on that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's what footage. I got to have. Uh, so we had uh, some AEW talk. By the way, guys, FightfulSelect.com. I have an update on Bobby Fish's contract status. We're posting exclusive news over at Fightful Select all the time. I had another big story that we're going to talk about in a bit, and we'll be following up on that. But Dante V says, fingers crossed that Tony's announcement is a secondary women's title. And Matt Rykeel says, any thoughts on Tony's major announcement? My guess is either Hangman or Buddy Murphy for the Joker. I don't think that he would make his announcement the Joker. I don't yeah, think right. he it's, would do I that. I think it's two things uh, yes. for sure. Um and and he seemed to clarify that in the interview he did with Mike Johnson today that it's uh, two things. Um, I I think that uh, this is me giving Tony the benefit of the doubt. 
Um, I tweeted this earlier. I feel like Tony's ear is very much to the ground when it comes to uh, wrestling fandom. He very much seems to be aware of what wrestling fans are talking about. Um, and there's a very notorious situation that people tend to cite, um, and uh, I'm one of them. But thinking about Royal Rumble 2014 in Pittsburgh and how uh, number 29 had hit and the whole crowd chanting, yes, 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 all anticipating Brian Danielson, despite the fact that Daniel Bryan at the time had uh, clarified in interviews many times, I am not in the Royal Rumble. But people are like, oh, he's working us. He's going to be in the Rumble. Here it comes. And then number 30 hits, Rey Mysterio's music hits, gets booed out of the building. And like, the thing is, it's Rey Mysterio, right? Like, all-time great. But the fact that it wasn't the person people were anticipating was one of those things that, like, they absolutely blew it, right? So, thinking about tonight and knowing that in Philadelphia and hearing all the buzz on social media that's been going for weeks. It wasn't yes. well before the announcement of the casino ladder match. Knowing that there's all of these people just wanting resolution to the hangman story, it would be a colossal mistake to announce anything that has a surprise entrant and it not be hangman. And I feel like knowing that people are anticipating that, I don't think Tony would go with anything else. So I got a follow up for you. Okay. Because they very clearly, they love to stretch stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. This is also a very easy way to have Hangman in the match, have him come back, not pin him, and have somebody else get the title shot, right? I don't know if I would do that either, though. <laughs> I know, I know, because because that's that is like, that's tiptoeing around WWE type of stuff. Right. Like, will we ever give you what you want? Got you a dollar. You're going to have to be quicker than that. It, that it's tiptoeing <laughs> towards that. It's not quite, because I think everybody knows Hangman Page is going to win that title. Mm -hmm. We just don't know when. Now, a lot of people always thought, a oh, full gear. It's named after him. I mean, AEW's in a very good position to where the, the most popular babyface in their company can be like, hey, I want to take like three or four months off. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We well, he is advertised, though, for the Dynamite following yes. uh, Full Gear. He is literally yes. all over the signage. Like, that is, uh, <laughs> he is absolutely that guy uh, who's all over it. Could I do feel, imagine? though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I so, don't want to see it. So, a lot of people are like, I want to see it through the internet cries. I don't want the internet to cry. I want the internet to be really happy. That way we got 3,000 live viewers tonight. Mm -hmm. On the post show, that's what I want. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so like it. It's an it, it's a hard thing to do, right? Like again, uh, you have to recognize like Tony. Ha I feel like Tony would recognize some of the the little details here and how like this match can't necessarily be something to piss people off because you still got to film Rampage. Like you're not done after this match. Yes, and so. Uh, you can't like infuriate them, so it has to be something at exactly. least mildly satisfying. Hannah Armand says they better not. I'm not traveling to Minnesota to not see Paige have a match. Oh, like, it's so uh, funny. Everybody's acting like Minnesota. It's like, have you ever read Jericho's first book where he talks about like driving across like 
sheets of ice up mm-hmm. in Canada to wrestle in front of four people. People <laughs> act like it's going to be that in Minneapolis in November. It's not. I mean, it's the Target Center. This is literally yeah. where um, uh, the Timberwolves play. Like this isn't. Yes. A, uh, it's not a Poduck Arena. This is actually, uh, this was the home of SummerSlam 1999. It, it uh, is where the Timberwolves play basketball. <laughs> yes, they attempt. They make attempts to play basketball there. Oh yeah, this will definitely have a better showing than probably any <laughs> yes. Timberwolves game this year. Oh man, uh, Joel Wood says, would there be any backlash to Tony or AEW if anybody but Paige is the one to dethrone Omega? I mean, it's not something I can put out there explicitly, but I can tell you that some people had some questions about whether it should or would happen this spring, summer, but Mm -hmm. the guy stayed over, and it's been a good story, and the show has not suffered without him, so when he comes back, I can't imagine how good it's going to be, plus... Since AEW and Impact are in bed together, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson can go after the Impact Digital Media Championship, the <laughs> grandest prize in all of wrestling. So that's, I mean, you, you got Moxley and Archer and all these people competing for the, the United States title. I'm ready to see the big stars compete for the Impact Digital Media Championship. What a stupid name that is. Uh, so like the, but like the digital championship. Call it the digital championship, the online championship. Digital Jesus. Media. Uh I, I, I will say that uh because I, I've seen the sentiment that um it, a, a lot of people have said uh that it's too late for Hangman, that you had that chance back in the summer, you didn't do it then. The story's Brian now, go with Brian. Um there's a couple of details about Brian that I, I very much appreciated and uh, and why I feel like it doesn't have to be Brian's time here, which is that Brian wants his hands on Kenny, but continually. And I watched the promo like three times to see if I could spot it, and I didn't. Brian has not mentioned the AEW world title one time. Actually, he did. One time he mentioned it, and that was to say he wasn't going after it. He specifically said, I don't want the title. I want Kenny. And uh, that was the week before Grand Slam. And since then, he has not mentioned the championship whatsoever. So the cool thing is that that's a story you can continue to play off of. And when Hangman eventually does win the championship, you go back to Brian. And you can continue the Brian story. uh, And you can continue Brian and Kenny and go with the 60-minute Ironman match, whatever you want to do. And it doesn't have to contain the championship and then hangman can move on to anybody else like Miro or something. Now I'm yes. just thinking months ahead, but uh, there's, there's a lot you could do with that. Reminder guys, you can see will every Saturday on the grab city podcast, noon Eastern here on fightful with Phil and Reg is like just a fantastic outpouring of support after that show. And beyond that, we didn't even get into the other super chat about Tony's specific announcement. I think, I mean, I've heard that a secondary women's title is coming. I've heard that. I don't know if this will be that. Um, Talent I've talked to don't necessarily seem to know when that title will debut or pop up. Some are speculating whenever Dynamite moves over to TBS, which is months away. I mean, they could be like, well, you know what? We're going to put every damn woman we have in a tournament and run like a three-month tournament, and I'd be cool with that too. I, I mean, it would be... I think it'd be a pretty good announcement. I want trios titles too. I really I, do. I, I can't help but wonder if that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about 
where things are at right now, how uh, I don't know how much life you're going to get out of the super click, but you do have them in place right now. And so there, oh, there's so many, there's so yeah, many, I, there's so many and, on our roster page. Let me just, let me just read them off to you. The trios that we have mentioned two combinations of the dark order, death triangle, the elite, the super click, you got the factory, you got the undefeated gun club. You've got like, Six incarnations of HFO. You've got the Inner Circle. You've got Pinnacle. You've got the Nightmare Family, if they can conjure up any type of team. Cody, Dustin, anybody else. Uh, you've got Jurassic Express. You've got Team Taz. You've got the Wingmen. I think there are enough to make it work. And then more will develop as they come along. But to me, like it's a good way. It's like well, well, Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Page, Omega, all these guys can't be the top guys. <laughs> like right. somebody's got to go for the Impact Digital Media Championship. <laughs> but when when somebody's like, oh, I need something to pacify me, I think they can build an effective trios title uh there. I think they can do it. Garcia and 2.0 people mentioned Mox Darby and Kingston. I mean, Mox Kingston and Sting, even like. There's there's a million. Oh, you want to talk about putting a title on somebody? Sting is a Sting, trios champion. Yeah, just just the idea of Sting getting to hold a championship, but at the yes. same time, uh, he'd be in a position because, of course, you know what? I can't even say what I was about to say because Sting has continually proven me wrong all year. Where I'm like, Sting. all right, maybe Sting can wrestle, but just in cinematic matches. And then he has the match with with. Uh, um scorpio sky and ethan page and i'm like okay sting can go but maybe just attack yeah. matches and now i'm just like you know what just like a 60 oh. minute iron man match with sting Give the me. best friends combo of trent chuck and and yuda my god man like there's they've got like there's 20 trios there. too yes. so and i mean we have seen that being in a tag team in AEW is not a demotion it is not a step back it is it is a top prize, and mm -hmm. I have confidence that the trios might not be up there, but, I mean, man, there's, there's a lot of hours of TV. I would not mind those titles. So are you leaning towards trios? Mike Preventure says if they do trios titles, I hope they alter the rules to make it different from regular matches. Lucha tag rules would be super fun. I agree. I think Lucha tag rules would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think <sighs> if it is secondary women's title, um, I just don't know when uh, that comes about. It, like you said, because you know, if the rumors about uh, the the TBS title um, end up being the case, uh, which sounds perfectly plausible, um, yeah, TBS is one of those things that hasn't even been mentioned on TV yet. The move to TBS, uh, so I don't know if that's something that I would necessarily introduce right now until it comes time to start promoting dynamites moving to tbs unless this is the way to introduce that uh i don't know i do think that a secondary women's title is way more necessary than i think people initially thought uh i think that um serena deeb's run with the nwa women's title was filling that role and uh and the defenses she was having and i think i just said all this on grapsity maybe i did but anyway uh i feel like she was filling that role she was having some banger defenses and yep. uh it was just something that i don't think people realized they were missing until all of a sudden the belt wasn't there anymore yep i and i'm very excited i'm very excited to see what because 
I think he's learned Tony's learned to manage expectations with these announcements now. Yes. Hall of Fame level reveal. Okay, Christian Cage is Hall of Fame level, but come on. Brent Lockman says they really have been building trios titles for months now. Seems natural and produce awesome stuff. I'm ready for it. Uh, I, I thought that they should probably lean into a women's tag title instead of a like maybe TBS tag team titles instead of a second woman, but Jade Cargill's gonna win that belt. They're they're, yeah. they're not trying to beat her anytime soon, but at the same time, within the scope of AEW. You have to, or else you've got to book her against Britt. Because otherwise, if she keeps winning, why isn't she getting a title shot? Right. Well, I think they're going to make I that I feel like TBS title. title is is the Jade Cargill belt. It would be the... And honestly, if she went on like a Miro-like terror of like the... Who can topple Jade? I think that would be a good story to tell. Um, women's tag titles... Maybe it's just because NXT and WWE, especially just in the last two weeks, have put like a really sour taste on women's tag divisions in my mouth. Uh, because uh, in WWE, what women's tag division? Yes. Um, I mean, what what's left at this point in that division? It is Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, and nothing, nothing, no, no. nobody's left. Maybe Carmella and Zelina, if you're lucky. If you, if you, okay, not if we're lucky, if, if we're being real technical, because they've, they've teamed. Phil Felice says, Brandy can be the TBS champ and the trios champ, but Dustin and Cody at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling you, if Brandy beats Britt Baker for that title, I, I will be the stand up for WWE meme. That will be me. <laughs> I will have the hat <laughs> down there. Oh, gosh. Uh, Emilio says, did you see Darius and Starks on, on dark elevation? Uh, what? Yeah, I did. And what I like, I, I don't usually comment on dark elevation. It's, it's some good showings and stuff, but I like watching the reactions. I like watching who's watching it. And like people are watching those damn shows. So, uh, yeah, Darius Lockhart is real good. Ricky is. Starks is real good. I mean, uh, they're incredibly accessible shows. That is, yes, uh, and, and that's part of why I'm like a big defender of those two shows because you know the the big comparison is to compare it to main event. But like, yeah, um, I mean, you could answer this, but uh, gun to your head, chat. Uh, can you answer me where you actually watch main event? Peacock. The actual it's, answer is Hulu, by the way. Is it? It's on Hulu exclusive. It's a wow. timed exclusive to Hulu for 48 hours, then drops on Peacock. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, but, I watch it on Peacock, but I watch it like six, seven days after it's supposed yeah, to air. It drops on Peacock the Saturday after the initial airing on Hulu. Um, and I have it playing like, while I'm filming a podcast, and I'm just <laughs> like, no, this is happening. And it original content takes me 15 minutes to get through. Right. Because I'm not watching the recaps and stuff, obviously. Yeah, and and it is mostly recaps. Which then my question is, who is that for? Because the other shows are on Hulu. So uh, if you are, and I imagine it's because it airs in other markets and whatnot, so it has to have like the recap stuff. But like for Hulu specifically, like if you're going out of your way to watch main event, and then uh, you have raw which is readily available right there on hulu and smackdown which is readily available right there on hulu what is necessarily the benefit of having a recap show on hulu it doesn't make any sense to me but my whole point here about main event and dark Ele- or main event dark and dark elevation is that those are shows that are easily accessible 
Um, and uh, I, it's so I, I don't necessarily like the comparison because, uh, I, you know, I've heard people say like, oh, this person's being hidden on dark. Whereas like, that's the opposite of being hidden. Dark is yes. literally like the most accessible program you can get. Who doesn't have access to YouTube? There, there's nobody, I can't imagine there's anybody on earth who has access to cable TV and not to YouTube. Um, yes. <laughs> whereas, very, very few. Like maybe, maybe some elderly people, which you know what? WWE needs those people, I yeah. guess. That's their demographic. But listen, if you want to access an erect penis, check out our friends at bluechew.com. <laughs> Use that code FIGHTFUL. William is our poster boy today. Look at all those beautiful belts in the background. Yeah. My God. It's the collection. Listen, get you that championship level penis. Championship level penis. Com. Code Fightful. Oh, it's prescribed online. Ship straight to your door. No awkward conversations with your doctor. Not like awkwardly putting your podcast co-host on the screen without any warning. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing we hate, it's awkwardness here on Fightful.com. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No waiting in line at the doctor's office. Which, you know, in this day and age, you probably don't want to spend that much time in those areas. Anyway, I mean, I don't know when you would want to spend much time in a doctor's office or a pharmacy uh, unless... Unless, I don't know, you, you make your money there. And then that's a whole other conversation. But it arrives discreetly. So the mailman's not going to be picking up your, your package. And Well, I don't know what the mailman's doing with your package. But I know what he's doing with this package. And what it is, is he's not going to say, Sup with your dick pills. <laughs> but if you open it up right in front of him and you show him, he's going to have some questions about another package. That's for sure. <laughs> Same approved active or same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work on your schedule: full stomach, empty stomach, ready or not. Here you come, BlueChew.com code Fightful. Get that first shipment free. Just pay five dollars shipping. Hush money for the mailman. That's what we're doing here. Five dollars shipping, free. BlueChew.com code Fightful. We have a bunch of super chats about uh, about AEW, uh, and, and I do see your all's draft super chats. We will be getting to those, uh, so don't worry about that. Hannah says trio's first winner, Brock and Glock Anderson. <laughs> oh, my favorite meme. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says the second title seems too soon as they still got work to do with the world championship before adding a single second single or a tag championship. I think that they could probably I do. <laughs> I think the adding a tag championship helps them do more. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that, again, we've seen them with a secondary title. Like, Serena had the yes. NWA title, and while NWA was down for that whole year, uh, she I, was. Yeah. they had a secondary belt that she was defending on the regular again. And the cool thing was, it was very much like the TNT title, right? That it had yeah. uh, a very open, challenging format. It didn't necessarily base itself off of the rankings. And so it was a way to get a lot of people featured and have some kind of banger matches out mm -hmm. there uh, without revolving around the world title and keeping um, the world title program separate from that. So no, I think that AEW's already shown that they can do it and have done it. And... I think a secondary title is a good thing. 
Leave a thumbs up, guys, if you're watching this video. Ryan says, did you hear FTR's new music? It was sampled from the Midnight Express theme, and it's awesome. I think it was sampled from one that was like like an abandoned Midnight Express theme. But yeah, I love it. It's really good. Joel Woods says, the Gun Club are like 50 and 2 combined and haven't received any title shot of any kind at anything. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of what like what led to them making their turn. They've mentioned that repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Hannah says they'll build up Jay just to have Brandy Beater. Ooh, the way that the app would just explode. People are so I don't want mad app. about Brandy's existence, but I got to tell you, she's beaten like nobody. And she um, shouldn't. She shouldn't. Yeah, and though. she shouldn't. She shouldn't. Cause like maybe she's had some matches she shouldn't have had, but like she's also been the fall person in like a lot of them. Like yeah, she made it to the finals of the tag tournament, um, but she was like stealing pinfalls from uh, from uh, Bunny, and yeah. then on top of that, like uh, she had the match with Anna J, which was way better than it had it any so reason good. to be, uh, and she lost. She lost straight up. I don't know. Um, I will say this. I wouldn't be stand up for WWE meme guy necessarily. Uh, if I would. if Should everybody's uh, hold on, I will say this. So you know the roads live by the phrase "do the work," right? Yeah. If Brandy somehow went on some type of like G one style run and just had like the the greatest run of matches in the history of pro wrestling, and uh. And all of a sudden, she is just like match after match after match. And like maybe around the 10th one, we're like, dang, she's having some bangers. We didn't know that she was suddenly like uh, the uh, Okada of women's wrestling. And <laughs> then all of a sudden, uh, and then at that point, yes, I would then say, okay, she could reasonably challenge for the belt. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, man. If, if all of those pieces fell into play. Which again, this is just me being an. This optimist. reminds me of like when Baron Corbin was the most boring guy in history, <laughs> and then he had that killer King of the Ring run, and people were like, "Okay, him as King of the Ring, not so bad." He had his best matches in that tournament, mm -hmm. and then he won. And then what has happened? <laughs> exactly. Myron Kid says thoughts on Kayla Rossi. Why have her when you already have an Amazon woman on your roster? Well, I don't know if that's the right terminology to use there, guys, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jade Cargill was Kayla's in in AEW. They're friends. They like they did like shoots together and work together and stuff like that. I say why not? Why not have can't just have you don't just need one person like that. Why not have them both build them up and then have them clash and fight each other at some point? I'm okay with it. Mike says, if I donate more money, will you not read Hiranna's horrific super chat? That was about Brandy beating Jade. Oh. <laughs> People putting over the promo read. Chris Rain says championship level. And Brent says, welcome to the team, Will. Hannah says, I only say the Brandy comment because the whole show was her saying how she's going to be champion. Oh, I know. I know. And that was not a fun show. <laughs> Ryan says, I love Brandy Rhodes, but by no means she beat Britt Baker. It'd be a horrible decision and not make Britt look great. Two years ago, I would have thought it was a possibility. Now that Tony has very clearly, and it's something that he reiterated in that interview with PW Insider, the EVP thing, all due respect to Body Slam and Cassidy, I love both. I love Cassidy and Body Slam. I love Cassidy too. That was not a new thing. That that was He had told me on the record, Tony had, that he made a New Year's resolution in January 2020 
basically take control of everything and the show's been better and um he said that one one of the only exceptions was i think the sheeta chris or maybe it was nyla rose chris statlander finished it was not really good but yeah i don't think that brandy is is oh no no no, no, no. um rio 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 there you go Riho, i couldn't remember who was champion at that point because it's rio quite frankly a lot of those early women's title runs were very forgettable well a big part of that was uh rio wasn't like full-time at all uh and uh i i always question the wisdom of behind putting the title on her knowing that you didn't have her every week uh and they didn't they put the belt on her and then she was like not present but more than like twice a month at that point we got demon <laughs> diva saying brandy will beat punk my god mr cj Lilly says hey guys how would you have alexa come back i'm for evolution of a character a mix of dark and golden goddess uh, with Charlotte off raw now, I would have her come back and pretend like she has no idea what just happened, and everybody keeps bringing oh, she it should up. Totally try to befriend like Nikki Cross, and yep. it's just like, hey, how's it been? What's this new outfit you've got here? She would act like it had never happened, never, and happened. then they'd be like, what are you talking about? And she's genuine, like she does not remember <laughs> it. Make a pot negative out of a positive. This this angle sucked. Um, man, how would you do it? Uh, you know the cool easier thing, said than done. <laughs> I mean, I easier said than done, right? I mean, honestly, uh, I would probably just dead drop her into the show just as she was, and yeah. we just never speak of this again. Mr. CJ Lilly says, as as responsible podcaster, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm a responsible podcaster. Do we get annoyed at how people blatantly lie on their platforms? Like I've seen one where they say Alexa asked to leave. Um, I mean, no, I, I worry about my own stuff. If they're lying about something that I reported, then yes, I have a, a real problem with that. But uh, other than that, I, I don't think that I don't really care that much about what other people say. Uh, we have some super chats about the draft. Kevin Steet says draft should be like an expansion draft. Each brand protects certain wrestlers. If they want to move a champ, have them drop the belt beforehand. Uh, and Ryan Martins asks if we were surprised Gable Stevenson was drafted this soon. Do you think big uh, WWE has big plans for hit row on SmackDown? Well, I'll address those one by one. I'll have more on Gable Stevenson and his draft spot on uh, fightfulselect.com this week. So please subscribe. It's the most direct way to support us. Um, yes, I was surprised he was drafted. Do I think WWE has big plans for Hit Row? Oh boy, I can't wait to see Bruce Pritchard writing for those guys. I'm sure that won't be bad at all. Any thoughts on Hit Row to SmackDown? No comment on anything Hit Row from me. I can't. Uh, a lot of people know why. But um, I will say that I love and support everything they do. Uh, and... Yes. Uh, I don't know. As far as the draft is concerned, back to the comment about uh, the draft format and how it should be an expansion draft. Um, I agree with that because I don't necessarily care as a viewer. And like when you think about the seconds wasted and total them up um, of announcing a wrestler is staying on the brand, kind of a waste of time. Um, yeah. I have a big problem in general with the draft these last, I think this is the third year in a row now, that... The draft has been held like a month before Survivor Series. 
which is literally a story of brand supremacy less and like than, brand loyalty. Less than 31 days <laughs> later, they're going to be telling us how much they care about their brand. Right. And like, uh, I've seen the idea tossed around. I think it's a really good idea of like, hey, what if the stakes for Survivor Series were um, draft picks? What if uh, you were fighting for draft picks at Survivor Series? And that is like uh, the story of the brand supremacy and that you are you are actually earning something for the brand. You're building the brand by winning those matches. And I thought, that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind that. It kind of goes to the old draft format from... Um, 2007-ish, where they would do brand versus brand, winning brand gets the next pick. Uh, I feel like that would be something neat to do for Survivor Series, but I think this idea of, we've got these brand new rosters, and like you expect me, after just having watched Kevin Owens on SmackDown for a year, be like, and now I'm defending the honor of Raw. Or like Charlotte Flair is about to go out there and defend the honor of SmackDown. And and the thing is, these don't even take effect till, yeah, the 22nd. It, Makes no sense to me. I'll it, never understand. So weird. I mean, I see why they do a redraft. It's so they can get as much content out of it as they can. And because they struggle to make things matter. And the only thing that they can make matter at this point, this is hyperbolic. The only thing, the only thing they can make matter is the idea and hope that their show won't suck anymore by switching the rosters and giving people new matches instead of the same ones they've done 10 times. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, uh, you go ahead. I didn't have anything. Alicia Ellis says predictions for King of the Ring and Queen's Crown, Shayna and Woods for me. I think those are the two slam dunks. Shayna or Charlotte as the queen, so they can run that, that, that thing. It has to be Woods. If it's not, it's going to be really, really annoying because it would just be annoying. <laughs> Like, what? we've seen what you do with the King Crown, so... I know, and there's a worry in my heart of, like, on one end, obviously, they've done the build to Woods, and WWE brain thinking to me is, oh, well, how can we have him come up short? Because, really, that's yeah. how you string the fans along, and that's how you really get them. And so I could see somebody else winning it. Uh, the What they could do, they could do the thing, and it'd be such a WWE thing where... Xavier doesn't win the King of the Ring tournament, but he wins the King's crown from, because Nakamura just won it from Corbin, yeah. right? It's like, but does that count? And I'm like, well, there's a good debate there, because I do remember Macho King Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. He never won the King of the Ring tournament. But, but he might Haku. be, yeah, yeah. And Haku never won the tournament. So there's a, there's a lot of, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, I don't think ever won the tournament either. So um, Jerry, the King Lawler never won the damn tournament. Like this is all like some of the most famous Kings didn't win the tournament, but the only thing about <sighs> the King of the ring is I feel like the entire gimmick needs a new idea because mm -hmm. like you look at the last few Kings, right? You have uh, King Booker, which we had this original idea of what if we take a character, you know, and have him wear a crown and a cape, and call himself King Name and have him um, have a royalty gimmick. Hey, yeah. that's a fun thing to do for King Booker. First time we've seen it. And then we had King Regal. And it's like, hey, you're kind of doing the same thing you did there with King Booker, but all right. And then we had, who is 2010? King Sheamus. And you did the same thing. And then you had King Barrett, 
where you did the exact same thing. And then you had King Corbin, where you did the exact yeah. same thing. And now it feels like there isn't an idea that exists that is that isn't original. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just you renamed him King whatever. He's a heel and he walks around with a crown and a scepter and uh gets made fun of for the next year. Uh somebody points out Owen Hart did win in nineteen ninety four. My bad. My bad. He did win. He beat Razor Ramon. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, Joel Wood says there's usually a five on five at Survivor Series between Raw and SmackDown. No disrespect to SmackDown. But looking at the depth between the two, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you'd probably have to rock with New Day, Nakamura, Drew, and somebody because Roman's going to be defending that title. I am Alucha says, loving your vibe and insight, Will. You hit a home run yet again, SRS. Welcome to the family, my brother. Well, you know what? It's uh, It wasn't difficult to approve that podcast because I was familiar with all of all of Phil and William and Reg's work. So a big thumbs up from me there. That was an immediate yes to that pitch. Jay Blood says, thoughts on Kenny beating Brian, losing the title to Hangman that would elevate Hangman by proxy and the magnitude of Kenny losing the title. I think it would have magnified it even more if Kenny hadn't lost the Impact title randomly on an episode of Rampage as well, but... <laughs> Like if he had this reign of terror, but what do you think of that, Will? Um, I honestly don't necessarily see the need to run back uh, Kenny and Brian necessarily this quickly. Uh, I know there is um, rematch culture is in a lot of people's brains, but honestly, I just saw in person, by the way, uh, and you did too. Um, but one of the best matches uh, I've seen on TV in possibly ever uh love that match so uh, i think uh, people are stuck on the idea of there not being a decisive ending yes but like a draw is an ending and a yep. draw the way they did it has really not been done before and it had never been done in aew um the idea of uh has what they've done other draws they did um uh there was cody and darby but that draw was uh, that had, was Cody having Darby pinned, and it was one, two times up. Um, and you know, and it was the same thing with the the time limit draw with Orange Cassidy and Cody, where Orange Cassidy had the T or yeah, he had the TNT title one, but it was one, two times up. Yeah. Um, and but this one was these two are still slapping the shit out of each other, and then times up, and it's like okay, we have two equally matched guys, and I feel like this is a match that you don't have to just immediately jump back into. Um. I think the story, you know, Kenny's character doesn't necessarily have to have beaten Brian for him to be able to say, I had a match with you, you didn't win, so therefore I got what I wanted. And so yeah. his character doesn't necessarily have to say he won. He can just say, you didn't win, and thereby move on. And so I think you could just move forward to Hangman and Kenny immediately. Guys, get your super chats in. We are heading down the whole get those stretch. Super chats. We've got... I just wanted to even touch on the fact that this exists. Parker Bordeaux debuted. He is Gunnar Harland. He no longer has hair. Uh, is I he Gunnar Harland? I thought it was just Harland now. Who who the hell knows? <laughs> and it'll be different next week anyway. So what's the point? I saw like he lost people, his first day before he ever got to debut. I mean, he had hype around him simply because he looked somewhat like Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Like I had people telling me he doesn't know anything when he came in. Hopefully he's adapted quickly. 
he is definitely a beneficiary of this new NXT getting on TV pretty quickly, but I don't mind them getting rid of his hair because otherwise he was going to get those Brock Lesnar comparisons. And guys, that is not fair. I mean, now, great, he leaned into them, so maybe it is fair, but he ain't Brock Lesnar. And maybe he'll be good one day, but he's not Brock Lesnar. Nobody is Brock Lesnar. Nobody. And Gable Stevenson, uh, he ain't Brock Lesnar either. Nobody is Brock Lesnar. Maybe he can become it, but if he's anywhere near as good as Brock Lesnar, we won't even be saying, oh, well, he's like Brock Lesnar. We'll be saying, damn, look at him. Because if if they even come close to that, they're going to be able to stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, what would you think of the new look? Um, I, It definitely took me by surprise, you know, because initially it's like, who the hell is that? And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, Gonna have to find what his thing is, and his thing can't yeah. just be I'm dude who looks like Brock Lesnar and I want to fight Brock Lesnar. It's not gonna happen. Um, and if it does, it's a novelty that they'll they'll put him on TV and have Brock squash him in two minutes, uh, just to establish you're not. Uh, so yeah, he needed something else. Um, I don't necessarily think that. Now, granted, Parker Bordeaux isn't exactly a name that. Uh, that kind of fits the name test either, but yeah. I don't feel like Gunnar Harlan does either. Uh, Such a stupid name. <laughs> they had Gunnar Scott and they ruined Albright's career in like 2006. I don't, what something. is the obsession with the name Gunnar, by the way? I don't because know. no one's had any success with it. Gunnar Scott didn't. Gunnar. Uh, they, they literally had a guy named Gunnar and they changed his name to Jackson Riker. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> We got John Kelly saying, what are, should be the plans for Raquel? She's Her plans are be dominant NXT Women's Champion. That's it right now. 3R Show says the $2 for Will. Ask John about the Flatliner. What about the Flatliner? The Flatliner is, as Rob just put it, um, it is the black wrestlers go-to that uh-huh. if you haven't noticed, uh, pretty much... Every black wrestler who's had a, a prominent move. career has had some variation of a flatliner. Uh, whether it was, I love it. <laughs> whether it was, I Shelton used a flatliner when I wrestled. <laughs> it's a great move. It but is. basically, what uh, Rob is saying here, though, is uh, as far as we're concerned, uh, Sean, uh, the black delegation has officially claimed the move. It belongs to us, and thereby, you may not use it again. Well. To be fair, like the two times I used it, it was on a guy that was like four foot eleven. So, man, it was a good looking flatliner, though. I'll, I'll say that much. I love that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Canyon. Ryan Martin says, "Were you surprised how over Tony D'Angelo was? Seems like they're strapping the rocket to Braun ba- Breaker." No, I was not. I I was very unsurprised that Tony D'Angelo was that sarcastically over, as we mentioned earlier. I'm just I'm just not that surprised. But you can go back on the show earlier and check out our full talk about that. But no, not at all. R26 says, here's $2 for Sean. Staying up in editing last night. That two-plus hour or two-hour, 40-minute post show. But my God. Mike Preventure says, is the flatliner the wrestling version of a superhero having lightning powers? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Melvin had sent a super chat. Uh, let me pop it up. Will Sammy and Bobby Fish main event tonight's Dynamite? I doubt it. I would imagine the ladder yeah, match no. will. I think uh, the eight-man opens and the ladder match closes. 
So we'll wrap it up. Uh, I have a bunch on this story on FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to have more this evening. I reported on Monday, Tessa Blanchard is signing with a company. It's wow, women of wrestling. Okay. Um, so I reached out to a whole bunch of people that used to work for wow, women of wrestling. And they're like, we didn't even know it was coming back. Like we haven't heard from David McLean since he asked us to not tweet about Tessa in like January of 2020. So, uh, I mean, Tessa's talent is undeniable, but obviously there are plenty of controversies that they are going to have to address and who knows if they will. Or if I was going to say, is there controversy? Will, they will have, they to, have to? Yeah, I was going to say. They'll try they, not to. Because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, this is. WWE would obviously have to address it. AEW mm-hmm. would absolutely have to address it. Well, there's Impact, a reason WWE doesn't even. Yeah. Like, WWE would have to address a lot more because there there are things that I can't really put out there. And it's nothing like like criminal, but. If she were to get signed there, there would be more people There's, that would speak speak up about their experiences with her. Yeah. And so, um, wow, on the other hand, as soon as this story came out, Boy. the only response is the same thing that the talent had, which was, whoa, wow's still around? Whoa, wow's coming back? Well, it hasn't uh, been around. And people asking, are they on access? No, I, I'm, I'll have more on where they'll be on Fightful Select, but... This ain't coming back anytime soon, from what I understand. Like, not even this year. They're just getting ahead of the announcement. Uh, shout out to a friend of the show, Izzy, uh, who's, she's there. She's posting stuff about it, and uh, the, it is in conjunction with this announcement, but they've got, it looks, based on her videos, it looks like they have Alex Gracia. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. They've got Killa Kate. I'm not that familiar with her. Uh, Charity Kane, not that, not that familiar with her. Uh, Danny B, I am a little bit familiar with her. She is an emerging talent. And someone uh, named Brianna Montez, who I'm not familiar with. I want to give a shout out really quick. Yeah. To Kill a Kate. Um, because uh, I only learned this last week. So uh, for those who don't know me, uh, really quick, small backstory on me. I, I hosted RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk for 16 years. I started that mm-hmm. show in 2005, hosted it a really long time. I got a message from Killer Kate last week that told me, and I had no idea she had been listening, that she was listening That's for awesome. the last 13 years she'd been oh listening. Oh my gosh. For. And uh, I was just stunned to hear that. Uh, and I was very happy to hear that. And she was like, it, listening to you, it just reminds me of, uh, she was like, it, it, she said it was like having friends that you've had a long time because she'd been listening for so yeah, long. So that was really cool. And I appreciate it getting reached out to by Killer Kate. Well, I'm so, glad that she's um, getting an opportunity like this then. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should have had more big names. From, from a PR standpoint, as someone who has studied PR, <laughs> I would have some bigger names there to take the heat off of Tessa Blanchard because I think that they think that nobody will care. And I think people will care. Will it get better with time? Well, I think a lot of that's going to depend on Tessa Blanchard's behavior and if any of it has improved. Um, talent makes people forget a lot of things uh, for, for better or for worse. But. And I, I had that same thought of like, if I could think of what she's thinking and what maybe they're thinking is that if she has a good enough run, could this go forgotten? I personally don't think it can, I don't think but it can uh, I think there's, um, but of course, you know, 
she's still in deniability mode. She's still yeah. just like, what controversy? Well, I don't my, know what you're talking about. Uh, so. I, I, like, I had been working on this story for a while, and I had heard murmurs for a while, but nothing explicit. And I was like, okay, it's it's a television property, and I knew they hadn't reached out to Chelsea Green and Allison Kay. And I was like, why are your women's wrestling property on TV and you don't reach out to one of those two? And I'm like, oh, well, that's why. <laughs> because Tess is involved. Because that's the only reason you don't at least try to reach out to those two women who have been on TV everywhere. So then it all came like, came crashing down and it hurt inside, you could say. Yes. Uh, but we'll we'll see Apt how comparison. this goes. Yes. Uh you know what? I, I hope she's grown. I hope she's learned and I hope she's made the proper amends, but we're going to see stuff emerging from that. I got real questions about why they're doing a press conference in the middle of AEW dynamite. Um, but uh, we'll see that. I mean, to me, that doesn't ring like incredible leadership to me doing a press conference in the middle of AEW dynamite on a Wednesday in Vegas when you've got Bound for Glory there later this month and you could have done it the day before or the day after Bound for Glory when a bunch of media and a bunch of wrestlers are going to be in town. I, I don't know. But I I want more women to succeed in wrestling and have places to work and pay people well. So uh, I hope that some good comes of this. I don't, I don't know, but I've got more on it on FightfulSelect.com today. And also go follow Izzy. She's doing some really great work over there uh, at Izzy Mania on Twitter. I'm very, very proud of that girl. She's doing really, really well. Uh, we get wrapped up by oh, a couple super chats. Nacho Man Normie says, what's up, boys? No questions to support at work. Welcome to the party, Will. Hey, we are so happy to have Will. So happy to have him. Dante says she can turn it around, but it starts with an apology. Still waiting on that. Somebody asked me a year ago what I think she needed to do, and I said she should probably start reaching out to people. I mean, that uh, saying you're sorry and meaning it goes a long way for some people, not for others. Will, what do you got going on? Um, Actually, I have a lot going on, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, because I'll be uh, – it, well, it's funny, too, because with Grap City launching, I uh, made a promise to my wife and now I'm kind of reneging on it um, in that, that, well, the promise was. Uh, Are you announcing your divorce? <laughs> 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 well, well, we'll see. Uh, but the, uh, because I, I had said that, hey, Grapsity is a weekend podcast, so there'll be less podcasts during the week. Um, and uh, I'm sitting right here, right? So obviously I haven't yes. fully committed to that. Uh, but I did promise her less, that I at least have no regular week, midweek obligation podcast. But um, I do have Grapsity coming up this Saturday. That's going to be at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to Grapsity Pod uh, because... Uh, subscribe. Follow Grapsity Pod uh, on Twitter um, because uh, all three of us are running that account, actually. Um, and uh, we have little clips and things that you'd find from the the podcast itself but we definitely want you to listen to it and check us out uh because it's something that i had wanted to do a really long time and reg really wanted to do and phil's really wanted to do and we finally came together and said let's do it and i'm just excited grap city has been already such a blast to get to work on and we've got a uh 
supposed to one thing I'm working on and I'm hoping to have it done for Saturday, but uh, time will tell. But there is an intro in the works. Nice. Um, that uh, the song's done, the video is being filmed, and uh, if it's done in time for Saturday, it will be there. If not, next Saturday. But definitely check out Grapsity. It's right here, uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. Right after this, I'm heading over to FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. I'll be just, I'll talk about like Bo Dallas farming or something because that's what apparently he does. I'm going to just answer questions for you guys live and then we'll have our full-on Q&A show Thursday or Friday, guys. So FightfulSelect.com, scoot on over there. It's the most direct way to support us and it's only five bucks a month. Only five bucks. Fightful only Select. five bucks. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.